Welcome to the Salon Owners Collective Podcast. Each week on the podcast, you'll hear stories and tactics from experts and influencers who will provide you with actionable steps to transform your business and your life. I'm your host, Larissa McClemon, and I help salon owners move from stress and overwhelm to lead a life of freedom and profit by implementing a strategic framework to grow and scale their business. So wherever you are in the world, I want to officially invite you to join me in this episode and make an important step in your journey towards more freedom and more profit. I think it's time to ditch the old ways of working in the salon. And no, I'm not talking about perms and chunky highlights. I'm talking about ditching the grind of working long, tedious hours in the salon. I'm talking about saying goodbye to the hustle mindset that easily can creep up when we're running a business. If you're constantly feeling unfulfilled, even when you reach some level of success, or that you constantly have to work harder and do more to be successful, then listen up. This is something that I see all the time when working with salon owners, and I have totally experienced this myself. As creative entrepreneurs, we're high achievers. We're always wanting something more for our business, something more for our lives. But unfortunately, this also is a one-way ticket to burnout. If you're constantly looking for what's next without taking the time to stop, breathe, turn around, see what you've accomplished, then you're never going to feel satisfied or fulfilled. So it's time to say goodbye to the hustle culture, hello to working smarter and not harder. I want you to move from always feeling overwhelmed, overworked and stressed, feeling like what you do is never enough because I'll let you in on something. It's true. That's why I wanted to bring someone in who has firsthand helped women all over the world overcome burnout, my good friend, Brooke Taylor. Now in this episode, Brooke's going to share her strategies for how to build a healthy relationship with your work, life, career, some balance, how to overcome CEO addictions. Yes, they exist. And what it takes to avoid shiny objects when reaching success. It's going to be a goodie. Keep listening to hear Brooke's incredible success story and her advice. Let's jump and meet her now. Brooke, welcome. Thank you so much for joining me on the Salon Owners Collective Podcast. Pleased to have you here. Thank you. I'm so thrilled to be here. Well, uh, we were super keen to have you on this podcast because uh, in our industry, in the hair and beauty industry, Brooke, there are a lot of people, owners who are wandering around, burnt out, exhausted, not quite sure what to do next and how to do things differently. And so I'm pleased to have you here. But before we dive in and talk about how we overcome that, let's start with a little bit of who is Brooke? Where are you in the world? What do you do? How did you get to be doing what you're doing? Over to you. I am a transformational career coach for conscious women. I help women who are in states of burnout and lack of fulfillment to heal what I call their success wound and enter into a state of conscious success. And I came through this work through my own transformational journey. I am actually originally from the Bay Area, so from the Silicon Valley, that's Palo Alto, California. I was in Sydney for many years, and now I'm back in Los Angeles as of just six months ago, so it's really nice to be home, but I do miss that part of the world so so much. And early part of my career, I was at Google. I was at Google for seven years and really found myself in this kind of Silicon Valley mentality that I was raised in, which was, if you can dream it, you can do it. 
And if you just chase that next goal and kick it down, you're going to feel amazing. That's going to amass you more power, more control, more significance. And amidst all this kind of striving and chasing, I accomplished a lot of really great things early on in my career. I was able to become a manager really young. I was able to continue to get promotion after promotion. I ended up moving to New York City. And I really learned through that striving and also through my upbringing that when I'm successful, then I'm able to access more love and approval and significance. And so in my brain, I needed to be constantly achieving and getting these external markers of success, that kind of stamp of approval and validation in order to even feel safe, in order to even feel okay in my skin. And this kind of wounding that I had, this is what I call now the success wound. And the success wound is what happens. It's the pain that occurs when we mistake our self-worth for our success. And this happens really early days, really early in our our lives, right? As children, at least for myself and for all the women that I coach who are high achievers, we learn that when you get the gold star at school, you're going to get the teachers smiling at you, right? When you bring home the straight A report card, your parents are going to be proud of you. When you kick a golden footy, you're going to get a round of applause. So whatever it is that um, we're chasing in terms of love and approval as children, we associate that with achievement. And so here I am as an adult looking for validation and love and belonging, basically in all the wrong places. And that led me to some pretty dark days. I ended up actually numbing this wound with drugs and alcohol and went deep into addiction while also climbing the corporate ladder and started leading these double lives. And this is really common for high achieving women choosing to numb out with certain substances, food, shopping, TV, whatever it is, because still deep down, no matter how much success we have on paper, we still feel not enough. And so that was definitely my story. I ended up having what I'll call like a breakdown to breakthrough. I ended up actually pretty early on in life at age 24, having a bit of a reckoning and deciding to get sober and really look at how I've been defining success in terms of external validation and deciding to heal that. And I've been on that process ever since. And I think we teach what we need to know most. And from that moment, I've been on an entrepreneurial journey myself, deciding to contribute and live my vocation in terms of helping other women to heal the success wound and find conscious success, a more conscious notion of success that's internally driven rather than externally driven. And, you know, I still find on my own entrepreneurial journey that I can slip into my success wound because it's everywhere. It's in capitalism, it's in consumerism, right? The promise, the allure of the next achievement or that revenue goal or whatever, what have you. So this is still my journey and it's very common in entrepreneurs as well. For sure. Let's talk a little bit about um, how do we uncover what it is, or even that we have it actually probably first, how do we recognize that this may be something that we're living? uh, And then how do we uncover the what or where it came from? Talk to us a little bit about that so we can understand a bit more deeply, because I think this is something I'm sure in many, many women's life, not just in the hair and beauty industry, but I, I think You know, we too, we want to be pleasers. We want to keep people happy typically in this industry. And so I think it's probably pretty prevalent. So how can we recognize it in ourselves that maybe maybe we are subject to this? 
extremely prevalent. I would say universal and ubiquitous, actually. I'd be as bold as to say that, especially in a capitalist society. But like any wound, if you were to go to the doctor, you might want to assess the size and shape and the depth and the laceration. And so using some of these tools that I'm about to offer you, you can actually start to diagnose your success wound. So one of the telltale signs of the success wound is having a case of what I call the when I haves. So when I have that next revenue target kicked, then I'll finally be able to relax. When I have the team in place, then I'll go on vacation. When I finally opened that second location, then I'll finally feel good enough. So within this is this deep core belief that success is a destination right? So if you're actually viewing success as destinational, meaning once I've gotten to that place, you're going to be chasing this dragon and that's actually going to be making the success wound worse. Another telltale sign is feeling burnt out and exhausted from overworking and from carrot chasing and also not feeling able to actually like rest and just be because there's a voice in the back of your head that says, if you relax a little bit, you're going to lose your edge, right? Another telltale sign is comparison, comparing and despairing, looking at what somebody else else has, looking on Instagram and seeing, you know, the person you knew from high school or that person in your training program or who you apprenticed with opening up their second location or what have you and feeling down on yourself. That is a telltale sign that you're mistaking your own success for your self-worth. Final one is feeling paralyzed stuck or lost on your, on your path, because you've actually been following somebody else's ideas of what success looks like. So we get in the same way, you might get lost on a trail. If somebody gives you the wrong directions, Hey, I think you should turn left and then turn right. And then keep going up the hill, but maybe that's not where you wanted to go. So too, do we get lost in our career by following society's definition of what success looks like, or our parents or our teachers or, uh, media's definition. So if you're feeling lost, paralyzed, or stuck in your career or in your entrepreneurial path, then that's also a telltale sign that you're living out of your success wound. Hey, I just wanted to pop in to tell you something. Don't worry, we're going to get back to this awesome episode in just a second. Now, if this sounds like you, listen up. You have a team. You love your team. But you're sick of wondering why and wishing your team would make their sales targets. You want them to be smashing sales because it shows that they're actually looking after their clients really well. Like imagine if you could have a way to make more from the clients that you already have, increase sales without spending more on advertising. Well, it's totally possible and I want to help you. And I want to help you do it with ease in a classy way. No hard and dirty sales tricks here. Ways to serve your clients, make more because everybody wins, the team, the client, and of course, you, the business owner. Now, if you want to find out more, just DM me uh, and let's chat. I'll make a plan for you. I'm also going to leave a link for you on the show notes of this episode. All right, let's get back to the episode. Yeah, okay, that makes a lot of sense. Um, I'm sure that resonates with a lot of people. Uh, So recognizing oneself and and the fact that we might be suffering from this what would you say would be the first thing that we need to do um you know like you said as soon as you discover you have a wound what are you going to do yeah. you know, a plaster or a doctor or what's, what's the very first step 
Yeah. So I actually do have a four-step process for healing the success wound and getting into conscious success. And the first step is to diagnose. So asking yourself some of these questions, do I have this? Um, and even asking yourself, what did success look like in my cultural upbringing? What did success look like when my, from my parents? Were they working long hours? Did they say nothing worth having is doesn't come with pain, doesn't come without pain, for example, or success requires sacrifice. So diagnosing that success wound is very much the first step. And in so doing, you're able to actually identify, okay, this is an identity that I have actually put onto myself in an effort to fit in and find that love and belonging. So that achiever, that perfectionist, that people pleaser that lives within you, that's actually not the truth of who you are. And so starting to decouple your success wounding program or that wounded self from the true self, the true self with a capital T S that is really step two. And the true self is the part of you that feels creative and secure and centered and confident and curious and all of the good C words. Right. And in so doing, starting to create a relationship with that true self, aside from the societal or external projections and starting to take aligned action from the direction of that true self is the next step. So getting in touch with who are you really, who are you at your core and what does she need and want in this world? What is her purpose as as defined by a state of being rather than a state of doing and asking, what does she want? What kind of marker impact does she want to make on the world? That's step two. And step three is to actually heal the causes and conditions that led you to that success wound. So for example, releasing some of the beliefs that success requires sacrifice or success requires hustle and grind, or, you know, other people are meant for success, but I'm not. That's step three. And that can be a month, you know, months and months and years and years and probably lifelong work. I'm still decoupling and healing my success wound. Step four is to emerge and start to actually put into practice and action on the vision that you step that your internal guidance system, your true self set in step two. It feels like a lot of my clients talk about feeling like they have a new brain or in their, they're in the same skin, but they're having a completely different experience in their work. So those are those four steps. I love that. I think that's really clear. Uh, it's really step by step. You can't do one before the other. Um, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. All right, give us give us an example of someone who's really living consciously in their own success, their own version of success and what that means to us. Uh, tell us a story. What is uh, maybe a, a person that you've worked with? Like what really can be transformational for life when we can get on top of ourselves, actually, nothing else? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. So I have a client named Brie. So Brie was very much in the definition of success that staying in my one job for 20 years is what success looked like because her father stayed in her his job for 20 years, or excuse me, for his whole career, which was much longer than 20 years. And she saw that and said, okay, well, that's what I need to do. She was also quite loyal to her CEO out of people pleasing, yet she was stuck in this kind of toxic cycle of not feeling good enough and kind of in this abusive relationship with her manager, which I know is endemic to any sort of working culture that we're in. And, you know, through our work together, Brie has truly transformed. And I don't mean that lightly. What she was able to do is she was able to identify that she had an outdated view of success 
from watching her father do the same job. And she discovered that she had a deep fear of letting people down. And through our work, she was able to release much of this codependency and really kind of claim her power back. So we also were able to identify, okay, if success, if our old success wounding definition of success is working the same job and being loyal to people, despite them treating us poorly, then what does our new definition of success have to look like? Well, she decided to define success and in her conscious success, say that success is whatever I want it to be when I am living in alignment with my values. So for her, that was connection and joy and fun and humor and contribution. And through doing that and through really getting in touch with her true self, the thing about the true self is that it has a very good bullshit barometer, right? It's like, I have no time for this toxic relationship. I have no time to be off my path. I need to go make a contribution and live in alignment with who I really am. Once you kind of feel it, you can't unfeel it. And it becomes a healthy kind of addiction. It's like, I just want to live in this space all the time because I finally know who I am and what that feels like. And so for her, she was able to completely transform her career. She got onto a new career path where she's actually helping women and her chosen vocation, which is in finance. Um, And she was able to kind of let go of that toxic career. She says she's the happiest that she's ever been. She was able to call in a love of her life, move from New York to California, and really kind of transform all from just healing the success wound and stepping into her conscious success. So it really is kind of like a polish over here, shine over here, shine over there. We have no idea what's going to happen once we heal these things. I find that they're quite systemic and they bear other fruit, not just on the branch that you thought it would. That actually listening to you, that was kind of the observation that I was exactly observation mm-hmm. I was going to make is that, you know, uh, it could be scary stepping into a process like that because you don't know what you're going to discover inside, inside your own brain almost and really uncover and it could be something actually completely different to what you're doing now or how you're feeling right now and that can be quite scary right to know that things are going to change you're going to move away from something but not have the clarity to know what you're moving towards um i would imagine that that's quite a uh, at the beginning in any case quite a scary process oh my gosh isn't it i remember when i was at that moment of i i literally looked at myself in the mirror in my new york city apartment hung over for, you know, on a Tuesday, I was like, I do not recognize who I am. I had one of those out of body experiences that I can only call like a moment of grace where my true self looked at my wounded self in the mirror and was like, this is not who you are. But then in that moment, there was the fear of like, well, who the fuck, (laughs) excuse me, who am I if, (laughs) if I'm not this? Because I built up so many layers and so many pieces of identity around achievement and around partying and around this kind of fallacy and that messy middle, that liminal space between no longer and and not yet is just, you know, it can be scary. And I think that's what keeps a lot of people stuck. And the clients that come to me saying, who say, I really want to do this work, but I'm scared about who I might be on the other side of that. I say, I can almost hundred percent say with complete confidence that it's going to be so much more beautiful and incredible than you could possibly imagine. And this is what it means to be like living creatively. And I would imagine your audience are creative people and they 
perhaps even get into this vocation because they want other people to be in their radiance. And so what better example than to step into your conscious success and own your own radiance and go on that, take that leap of leap of faith. Cause it really is a leap of faith. Sure. For sure. Because you can imagine all of the things that, you know, so somewhere subconsciously you need to move away from, mm-hmm. um, can feel scary. Yeah. How liberating. What, what uh, great work that you get to do on a daily basis. It is. It's really, it's, I honestly, especially lately, I've been waking up and kind of pinching myself because this message I think is resonating so well with women in particular, especially women who can see systems like patriarchy or like even capitalism or corporations and say, these are just outdated and I am feeling suppressed by them. And there's got to be a reason why. And I really do believe that how Western society defines success is broken. And especially how Western society defines what female success looks like is broken. And it's just total liberation on the other side of that. It's kind of like that Glennon Doyle untamed stuff, which I love so much. I feel now is the time that the sort of, there's a, uh, a rising maybe of of recognizing mm. this need for change in oneself for a lot of people maybe post pandemic um mm-hmm. people have re kind of uh decided what you know maybe this doesn't fit anymore and maybe i have a new view maybe i haven't decided what, what it's going to be but it's got to be different the way i used to do business the way i used to conduct myself with my team and my business and my clients it's just not fitting anymore but i need yeah. a new shape um, is, is that something that you've observed specifically in the last couple of years? Hugely so, hugely so. Without all of the trappings and you know shiny objects that can surround jobs sometimes, or you know especially in industries that were hit hard during the pandemic, I think such as yours, a lot of people had to take a good hard look and say, is this is this what I really want to be doing? And you know, for better or worse my industry really did boom during the pandemic. And I think it's for the better because you're seeing a lot more people kind of taking their power back and starting companies at a higher rate, specifically, specifically women. And I think that's absolutely incredible. And, you know, I know having been um, in the pandemic in Sydney, a lot of folks were, you know, even wondering about, is this the direction our country should be going in politics, all of that. And I think people also realized that, individual healing is collective healing. And I really do think it is the, if we're going to change the whole, we have to start with ourselves because we're actually part of the whole. And that's why I love this work so much because it really is about examining beliefs and programs and ideas about what does success look like that have been given to me that isn't really me that doesn't fit anymore. And there's so much liberation on the other side of that. Yeah, for sure. I feel um, this industry, um, it was hit really hard during the pandemic, um, but but something great was born out of that is that for an industry that for a lot of people don't experience as a positive industry to be involved in, lockdown is, you know, um, the dumb kids that leave school go into this industry. It's not a highly paid industry. You've got to work long, hard hours and nobody gets paid very well. But suddenly the industry was in demand and were missed during lengthy lockdowns. And I feel like the, the view of the consumer over the industry has, has, has risen. 
And for that, there's a new inspired passion for the industry, but the old model doesn't fit for the new way of doing business. And if we're going to, one, make it profitable and worth the time, um, we've got to get a return on that. So we've got to think about doing business in a new way. And I truly wholeheartedly believe that it's the old ways of doing things that we've conditioned to this is how this industry is performed. Mm-hmm. Um, we can do it differently. And I feel like the message that you're saying to us is like we need to relook at what's really in here and how we might do it differently and be brave enough to go ahead and do it differently. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't have to completely change our industry or completely change everything, but change change enough to get like put us first inside the business. We're too often the client comes first, the team comes first, the opening hours come first, you know, paying the rent comes first. And uh, the the owner, the entrepreneur, the person that took the risk in the first place is kind of left a little bit to last. And I think those days have to be over. Mm. How do have you in your career or in maybe even some of your clients been able to do that? Like re-deciding what success looks like for them in a way that prioritizes themselves first? Do you know, I, I think the first one is really about prioritizing self and not putting yourself at the end of the chain. And that head shift in itself makes you relook really at how we conduct business. You know, when you go into an industry as a carer and a giver, you give to everybody else first and you hope something's left over. Um, but when we prioritize self first, and, and I think, like you said, the values and valuing ourselves and prioritizing self-worth it changes the way that we look at business um and the way that we conduct ourselves and and you know choosing things like i actually want to spend more time with my clients and have quality connections or whatever those values are and then choosing to build your business around that i think it's great because it gives everybody a unique value proposition that the salon down the road doesn't have so it's actually a good thing um but it's being brave enough to step away and step into something new and really knowing what it is that you want and what are your values. And I just think that's super, a super interesting uh, process. Mm. Yeah. I always say that conscious success, it's for the brave. It's not for the many creating this new paradigm of success. That's oriented around impact over profit oriented around consciousness over not being conscious, meaning, you know, just trying to churn out as many clients as possible just to drive revenue, right. Rather than actually taking time with the client, looking them in the eyes, giving them the best experience possible. And yeah, it is new. It's a new paradigm. And it's also a feminine paradigm because it says that success is about the process rather than the outcome and enjoying Mm -hmm our one precious life that we have rather than being coming obsessive about what it looks like. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, All right. I think this has been a super interesting conversation. Now you're a business owner yourself, Brooke. So what would you say is a a quote or a mantra or something that keeps you forward thinking focused that you can share with us? As a person who's been sober for over six years, my biggest mantra and lesson is one day at a time keeping it in the day, big change and big mountains can be climbed by just doing one small thing every single day. It doesn't even have to be one foot in front of the other. It can be like one toe in front of the previous toe. Like I'm a big believer in turtle steps, small little next right actions and doing that one day at a time. Um, that's how I encourage my clients to completely transform their lives. And that's how I run my business too, is one day at a time. 
Mm, I love that. All right, what about uh, a book, a podcast, a resource, something that you've read or has changed your life that that all business owners should get their hands on? The book that I just mentioned earlier, Untamed by Glennon Doyle, I think is a really excellent book to help you kind of examine some of these core beliefs and say, in what ways have I been caged or imprisoned by society and how can I become untamed or break free? That is a fabulous book. I also have a worksheet that can help you to design your next big step if you're feeling stuck in your success wound or unclear around what's next. And it's called the Get Unstuck Worksheet. And that's available for any listener, totally free. It's brooktaylorcoaching.com slash unstuck. And that is the worksheet that I actually designed for people like me who are stuck in their success wound. So recommend that to anyone. All right, I'm going to put the link to both uh, the both of those things in the show notes of this podcast so you'll be able to find it, get your hands on it. Uh, I suspect that a few people are going to go and do that little bit of that unstuck exercise. So I love that. I really, really appreciate it. All right, where can we find you, Stalk You? Uh, will you repeat your dub dub and your socials again for us? Yes, please stalk me on Instagram. It's Brooke V Taylor. So Brooke V is in Victor Taylor. My website is brooktaylorcoaching.com. And please connect. I'd love to hear how this message resonates with you. And that's a wrap. Brooke, I absolutely adore getting to hear all of your incredible journey and advice. You're definitely an inspiration to many. Now, Overwhelm and overworking is something that I know way too well, and it's something we need to catch ourselves out from, as sometimes we don't even realize that it's happening. But it can become a constant pattern within our lives, and it will end up taking over our personal lives. Now, if you're interested in working with me on overcoming burnout, self-doubt, overwhelm inside of your business, then Seller Mastery is the right place for you. You can click the Apply Now button on the show notes of this episode. Let's jump on a call and see if we're a fit to work together. Maybe Salon Mastery is the right place for you. I'll connect with you next week on another episode of the podcast. Thanks for joining me on another episode of the podcast. Tune in every week as I reveal the latest insights and advice on what it takes to truly master your inner salon CEO and master your salon success. Subscribe to the Salon Owners Collective podcast on iTunes or Spotify or visit us online at www.salonownerscollective.com. But make sure to join me in my Facebook group for answers to common questions and much, much more. Thanks for listening and I look forward to tuning in with you again next week.